0: Welcome back to another episode of lose weight with macros I'm Verona and today let's talk about a dilemma that we have all faced the frozen meals versus the world of meal prepping Now, I remember times when my freezer was my go-to dinner section quick easy not always satisfying or healthy or even nice tasting but it was just easy for me to just take it out the freezer poke a few holes in it with my fork put it in the microwave select three minutes and then it's done. Take it out when it's piping hot. I'm having to fight with it and balance it so I don't drop it because it's so hot. You'd think you'd get a tea towel or a tissue, right? But no, I didn't actually do that. But isn't it funny how we all go to frozen food is your perception or your perspective that needs to be challenged. And that's exactly what we're gonna do in today's episode. Frozen meals versus meal prepping, which really saves you more time during a hectic work. Week. Do you ever feel like it's easier to eat a bowl of cereal, then come up with ideas for low effort but nourishing recipes? Because you really hate cold food and salads are not it for you. The mental load of it when you're spending hours on strategy and generating original ideas and content can leave you mentally exhausted. I mean, even asking yourself, what do I want to eat, can feel exhausting in itself. Hello friends, my name is Verona and you're listening to the Lose Weight With Macros podcast, where we break down macros-based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life and because I know accountability is key I'm going to be with you every step of the way making sure this isn't just another failed diet attempt for you to start over again on Monday so grab a pen or just use apple notes and let's get into today's episode well hello friends and welcome back to today's episode if you're brand new here welcome to the show Head over to the website, vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash free to grab my free Simplifying Meal Prep and Macros course that I've created if you are somebody who said, I don't have time to eat healthy. This is where I show you how to meal prep a whole week's worth of meals in two hours. I show you exactly how you can do that. And that's a strategy that I've used with my clients and myself, and we're still meal prepping to the day. So I'm your host, Verona, and today I'm going to be diving into a question that many busy professionals face. Should you go for convenience or frozen meals? And some of you don't even ask the question. You've already decided, right, it's convenience for me every time because you know that that's easy. And I'm not gonna lie, it is easy. However, it doesn't come without its connotations attached to it. We all know what those are, but sometimes we don't admit them. Or is meal prepping the key to helping you manage a healthy diet during a hectic work week? Let's unpack this today. So picture this. It's a typical busy weekday for you. You're juggling deadlines. Meetings and a never ending to do list. No matter how many sheets and how many projects you've started in the sauna or even click ups, no matter how many times you've started it, it's still busy and your to do list seems to be adding more things to it than is coming off of it. Now, when it comes to dinner time now, you're faced with the conundrum of what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what's for dinner. If you've got three little children telling you that, asking you that every single time, it's like, I don't know. Then you've got your fourth adult child, which tends to be your husband, what are we having for dinner? And of course, the easy option seems to grab a frozen meal. Now, these frozen meals taste nice and sometimes they don't taste nice, but it's easy. Poke a few holes in the plastic sleeve, put it in the microwave for three minutes, done, eat it. Nobody's saying that you're enjoying it, But it is convenient and it's easier than you having to open up the pantry, the cupboard or the fridge and be like, what can I have for dinner? You've got thousands of ingredients right in front of your face, but that doesn't help you. And neither does your Pinterest board that you've put all of these pins on and then you still don't know what you're going to have for dinner. But is this the best choice for you, your health and your time? I'm going to do some pros and I'm going to do some cons. Now, when it comes to frozen meals, they are the go-to for convenience. Or you might want to upgrade your frozen meals and then get a delivery where it's fresh, it's hot and it's ready. Someone else has cooked it. You don't have to wait three minutes. And then if you've got any leftovers, then you can freeze them or save them in the fridge for the next day. You put them in the microwave and in minutes, dinner is served, as I've said. But here's the thing, these meals often come with high sodium levels. Now, this is the boring bit that you already know, but you don't wanna hear that you have got high sodium levels, which can increase triglycerides and high blood pressure, which is why many of us avoid going to the doctors and getting a blood test. Now, I recently turned 40 and I never knew that they did this service, but over here, the National Health Service are quick to contact you as soon as you turn 40, telling you, you need to go and have your HC1BA, your diabetes, your pre-diabetes test, you need to test your cholesterol, your blood pressure. We need to do all of the things because this is where your life starts, right? At 40, this is what they say. I've never had my doctor so invested in my health ever in the 40 years that I've been on this earth. But in this instance, a text came through literally a few days after I turned 40. But when you and I are faced with the choice on our own to go to the doctors, one, we don't want to stand on the scale because we refuse to stand on the scale to see how much we weigh. Actually, when you do go to the scale, do you realize you're not naked or it's a time in the day where you've already had breakfast or you try to starve yourself because you don't want to see the number? Here's what you do. Admit that this is the weight that you're at. If you're somebody who's trying to lose weight and you're not following the health for every size movement, which glorifies or you know, celebrates women being overweight, then if you're not in that category and you wanna eat healthy and you wanna lose weight, then it's a good thing for you to stand on the scale, address the number that you see, then you make a sustainable plan that you can keep to. Whether you decide to track macros, whether you decide to portion control, portion control doesn't mean that you're having bird food or eating out of pretty colored containers. It may do for some of you. But what it does mean is you've addressed that you are overweight. You addressed that you're borderline obese. You addressed that you're obese. Now let's do something about it. Because running away from it and then continuing to eat yourself to a point where doctors are absolutely concerned about your health, popping a pill isn't going to solve any of those things. You need to get to the root cause of why you hide from the things that need to actually be addressed. We've all done it. Even I've done it. It's easier to run away, but your health doesn't see it like that. Your health is a thing that keeps getting affected. Even though you run away, even though you want to throw the scale away, you're still eating those feelings and then you're still gaining weight. So you don't want to stand on the scale then, but you're still going to weigh more. I can't force you to stand on the scale. The point is, when you confront that thing, then you can make a plan to address it and to deal with it. Too many of us want to deal with the fruit and we keep repeating the same things, thinking, "But well, where's this diet not working for me? No matter if you go to WW 10 times in a year, you're still going to keep paying them the same subscription year in, year, year in, year out, whether you stand on the scale or not, is because you're not addressing why you keep running to food when you're stressed, emotional, high, lonely, all of those on an emotional high rather, when you go to all of those things. So you could keep paying your subscriptions to the gym that you've never stepped in. But if you don't address what the issue is, wow, I'm eating way too many calories that my body needs more than my body can handle, that's causing the excess weight gain. Medication, stress, high cortisol levels, that's causing the visceral fat. Not standing on the scale in a doctor's office is not going to help you with your high sodium levels. It's not going to help you with your visceral fat. It's not going to help you with your stress. We have to deal with it and we have to address it with the people who are qualified in those positions to help you do that. Now, I came away from frozen meals, but it's something that I do need to address because I see it a lot in this industry. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't women who have had a bad time with the scales. I'm not saying that you don't need to do that. But what I am saying is I'm not saying you need to force yourself on the scale. But what I am saying is there's a narrative or there's a picture in this industry that pacifies that, okay, the scale is the problem. The scale is the sad step. The scale is the devil. No, you bought the scale to tell you how much you weigh. Stand on it and stop wasting money. That's it. It is an innate object. It does not define who you are. It doesn't dictate who you are. It doesn't determine how much money you do have or don't have. It is literally an item that you decided you wanted to buy because you wanted to address your weight. Now your weight has become out of control. You don't want to address that address it otherwise you're going to keep going back to the same diets and habits and frozen meals and convenience and you're still going to continue to gain weight. Remember you thrown the scale out the window right? So it's nothing to do with the scale, it's the relationship that you have with food and what you do when you're stressed, when you're emotional, when you're lonely, when you're sad. You turn to food as if that's the right means to be able to help you. No matter how much food you have, you could have a whole supersized meal. You realize when that endorphin rush is gone, stress is still there and it comes back even worse. So these things that you're going to, these little things that you're going to, and I went to too, You go to those things thinking, yeah, 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 that's right, it's going to help the stress. No, it gets you stressed even more when you gain even more. That doesn't make sense. Just like you're trying to put two of the same ends of a magnet together, they repel. That's the same thing. You're trying to do that very impossible task or trying to mix oil with water and it's never going to work. That's the same thing when you're reaching for convenience and refusing to acknowledge or accept that this is the issue and then creating a a plan to work Towards that, you've got to address the root cause and then we can deal with the fruit. Too many of us in this industry try to address the fruit. Which is why you keep getting that cycle and the habitual pattern of one minute you are binge eating, you're emotionally eating, you're stress eating. Then the stress alleviates for a, for a short second. Then you're going back to it. It's because you're trying to address the fruit and you're not addressing what the root cause is. Address the root cause, then you can start to move on from that. We know that the meals have increase in sodium levels. So if you're eating a lot of frozen meals and you stand on the scale the next day, guess what? Your your weight on the scale is going to increase. Why? Because you've had a high sodium meal, or you've had a high carbohydrate meal, or you've done a workout, or your stress, and then your body. Is retaining water and that shows up in the scales. And our bodies also fluctuate five to six pounds per day anyway. If you haven't been to the toilet, you're constipated. That's going to show up in the scale. That does not mean the scale is the problem. And oftentimes these things, just like frozen foods, are seen as a quick fix. And it might actually be costing you more in your health than you realize. Now, meal prepping, when it comes to it, it might seem daunting initially because actually what you're doing is you're spending a part of your weekend cooking let's look at it a different way. This approach, meal prepping, gives you control over what you eat rather than a diet saying to you, yeah, carbs, no. Sweets, no. Sugar, no. Fats, no. Cheese, no. So then you end up being like, well, what can I eat? And you're looking to a person who created this restrictive system to dictate to you what you are allowed to eat. Like you're a child, you're a big grown woman. Why are you allowing somebody on the internet that you don't know dictate to you or control your foods? Nobody should have that power over you, whether you know them or not, whether you're working with them or not, whether you have a service with them or not. Instead, we should empower you to learn to have the difference of foods in a balanced way. We don't need to eat the whole sleeve of Oreos. We can have free if we want to have free. But then if you're somebody who's having nutrient-dense meals in the beginning of the day, guess what? That eight sleeve or 10 sleeve Oreo packet will reduce when you know you're looking at them and thinking, oh, I would love an Oreo right now. But you absolutely are full up. There's nothing else that you need to have because your body is now satisfied. You know that feeling, right? Where you have something to eat and you're like, oh my goodness, I want something sweet. I have a friend like that constantly telling me, I want something sweet. And even I do it. I'm like, I want something sweet. But I know if I'm tired, if I am not getting enough protein, if I am stressed, then I know the cravings will come. And that's often what happens for so many of us. We don't have enough protein, we don't have enough carbohydrates, or we have too many carbohydrates, and we're not getting enough fat to balance out the hormones in our diets. And that's another thing meal prepping does for you. It teaches you how to have foods that are nourishing. Don't be afraid of protein, protein, don't be afraid of carbs, you don't need to be afraid of fats. When you have this approach, it gives you control over what you eat. Now I know I've said that already but I just need to reiterate that because you're getting fresh meals, you're getting nutritious meals and you're getting meals that are tailored to your taste and the goals that you have that are healthy for your body and your mindset and in the long run it actually saves you time during the week when you start to have meal prep. Frozen meals are convenient, they're quick fixes just like throwing out the scale is a quick fix but it's never really dealing with the real root of the issue. So I've walked this path myself I used to rely heavily on frozen meals until I started meal prepping. And this is why this coaching and my programs, they exist. The change, it was 100% noticeable. I had more energy. My meals were varied. They weren't boring and I enjoyed them. And surprisingly, this is where I found more free time during my weekdays. So I'm feeding myself nutritiously and I'm having more time. This is exactly one of the things that I wanted when I started to meal prep. Now, how can you do it? by getting easy to make recipes. Start with simple recipes that you love. Efficient grocery shopping. When I switched to online shopping, oh my goodness, it made so much more sense. Three time-saving cooking techniques. Utilizing methods like batch cooking or a slow cooker, they're going to change the game. Effective storage methods, meaning having the right storage methods for your foods and the type of foods and so that they can also extend the quality of the food that you have. No more are we going to have the plastic containers that by the time you throw them, you drop them on the floor accidentally, they crack. And then you've got to throw that in the bin because the food has been contaminated because it's touched the dirty floor where people walk all over. And so when you're learning how to have the effective storage, this then helps you to want to continue meal prepping. Lastly, it's the variety. I cannot stress this enough. Mixing up flavors, spices, ingredients in the week. gonna save you some time. Okay. And if you're feeling inspired, but you're unsure where to start, this is where I come in as your meal prep coach. Reach out for a personalized meal prepping consult together with me. And this is where we'll put together a meal plan that fits seamlessly into your lifestyle, not the other way around. Diets get us to do things and drop everything and then we do it for the diet. But meal prepping allows you to dictate what you're doing and it fits into your lifestyle. This allows you to enjoy your food and also have nutritious food at the same time, That isn't just rice, chicken and broccoli. And also you get to do things that you love and also have balance. So that's the end of today's episode. So who wins? Is it frozen meals? Is it meal prep? Now, obviously the latter, the former might win. The former might win as in frozen meals and convenience might win on immediate convenience. Meal prepping trumps it for long-term health, for flavor, for saving you time. Meal prep is going to win hands down make a choice that supports your health and complements your schedule, not adds more stress to what is already busy. This is the menu. This is the menu. This is the mindset or menu that you need to have when you're trying to come to these things. That, my friends, is the end of today's episode. If you're somebody who is struggling, you want to know how you and I can work together and you're like, wait, there's any, there is such a thing as a meal prep coach? Absolutely. I'm a meal prep coach and a macros coach head over to the website, vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash meal prep framework. And this is where you will find out all about the 12-week framework. We jump on a call together and then we assess if this is a right fit for you, I'm a right fit for you, you're a right fit for me. And if everything is good, we get to take in the next step, talk about payment, talk about investment, and then we take it from there. And I, my friends, cannot wait to see you in that framework. I can't wait for you to actually take the step to get your meal prep game like you have everything else excelling, your reels, your social media, that are going viral, all of those things, but your meal prep is lacking because you open up your fridge and you're like, what am I going to eat? You've got wilted greens in the back, you've got pasta sauce that's in there from 2020. It's now time for us to rejig your kitchen make it super friendly for you in a way that you can find the foods easily and cook them va nutrition forward slash meal prep framework it will also be in the show notes below and i can't wait to do this journey with you and just like that friend we've come to the end of today's episode you've been listening to lose weight with macros i'm your host verona where we break down macros based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life now friends if you enjoyed today's show don't forget to leave a review and share it with another solopreneur or small business owner together we're going to help you find the time that you do have to meal prep in a way that is so not boring and my friends if you're interested in coaching or the courses head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk and I'll see you in the next one